When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for Football Asia with Paul Williams. Yes, let's round out the show as per usual in the company of Paul Williams from the Asian Gay Podcast. Evening, Paolo. Simon, Alex, how are you guys? We're good. good. We're good. Uh, let's run through some of the results from Asian World Cup qualifying and look ahead some of, to uh, some of the fixtures over the next 24 hours. Uh, I guess one that stands out to me is India's 1-0 win in Kuwait. Manvir Singh with the only goal. Uh, they face Qatar later today. Uh, their coach, Igor Stimach, remember him from his days with Derby County, uh, says they are out of India's league, the reigning European uh, European champions, Asian champions. Uh, is he right? Do India have a chance? Uh, funnily enough, I think they do have a chance. Um, it was a huge win. It was, it was definitely the upset and the surprise result of match day one, as you said. I mean, Kuwait are no world beaters. Let's not pretend... They are, but India hadn't won a World Cup qualifier away from home in over two decades. It was 2001 I went back and had a look today when they defeated the, the might of Brunei. So um, to, to win on the road is a huge achievement for them. Can they take it to Qatar? Um, I think it's a banana skin game for, for Carlos Kiros's side. They thumped Afghanistan 8-1, but I'm, I'm not sure we can read a lot into that result given that the struggles that... Afghanistan are going through at the moment. They've got 19 of their um, best 23 that are actually striking at the moment. So they've effectively put out, it's not even a B-side, it's more of a C-side um, uh, to, to play a, a bunch of local players. Um, and they were never going to be any match for, for Qatar. So Qatar did what they needed to, to do. So I'm not sure we can read a, a lot into that. And that the head-to-head results between India and and Qatar recently make for, for interesting reading. The two most recent, uh, a nil-all draw in 2019 and then a 1-0 win in, in 2021, probably suggests this is closer than what it could appear on paper. It's a sold-out stadium in uh, in in India as well. So um, they'll have the crowd behind them. They're buoyed from that win. So this has got banana skin written all over it, I reckon. Paolo, before we continue, just out of interest, why are Afghanistan's players striking? And does that include Ramat Akbari? Yeah, he hasn't been in and around this setup for a while now, I don't think. Um, but essentially, it's got to do with what they see is corruption, greed from Federation officials. They're not happy with uh, the the standards that they're supplying them, the the level of accommodation, the, the airfares, the, the professional treatment around their setup. They see that this money that is coming into Afghanistan from FIFA through different programs is effectively being funneled to the officials and not into the development of the game, not into looking after the, the players on and off the pitch. Um, and they've simply had enough. Um, and the officials are refusing to listen to any requests that they put forward. So they've decided that they're going to go on strike and not return until they want the uh, the Federation president um, and, and all those around him gone um, and say they won't return until that's the case. Interesting. And Paul, you mentioned their uh, India's opponents, Qatar, tonight. Just looking a little bit further at the Asian Cup, uh, you know, they, they will be under pressure to retain their title given their hosts in January. Um, they had a big win. 
looking at their form as well. Are they capable of doing that, do you think? I'm not sure that they are this time around, no. I mean, 2019 was a surprise. I don't think many people thought they could win it on that occasion. But I think if they're to retain their title this this time, that would be a bigger surprise than them winning it in 2019, I think, because pretty much since the moment that they've won it, they've been on a, a downward trajectory. And the worry that I have with Qatar is is looking at what's coming through. I mean, this has been a golden generation. We saw it with the UAE. This has been a, a team that's come through all the, the youth underage teams right up into the, the senior national team. And they're not at retirement age. They're still only sort of late 20s now, but it's a, a squad that needs refreshing. So when you look then to the underage team, the results are probably worse than what the senior teams, uh, their clubs are struggling in the Champions League. It all suggests that perhaps there's not that next generation of talent coming through. So Carlos Kiros has he's got his work cut out for him. Um, and never mind the Asian Cup, I actually don't think they're a lock to to get one of the eight spots, automatic spots for for the World Cup in 2026. Wow. I think they'll they'll probably have just enough to get through. Um, but I'm not convinced they're an absolute lock. Um, and I need to be. I need to see more of of them under Carlos Kiros to to be convinced. Um, I think they're one that is in danger of missing out. One team that we can probably safely say is a lock is uh, Japan. They're on a long unbeaten run at the moment and looking rather ominous. Uh, We mentioned a couple of weeks ago they defeated Germany 4-1 on their own turf in a friendly. Uh, Tonight uh, they accounted for Myanmar on match day one quite comfortably in the qualifiers. Tonight they face Syria, uh, a game that's being played in Saudi, of course, due to security concerns in that part of the world. Uh, now, we remember the Syrians from those playoffs that we had uh, against them with Australia in 2017, 2018. Are they the same side or better or have they dropped off a bit since those days and are they capable of causing a shock? They're capable because any side that's got the firepower of Omar al Soma and Omar Kribin is definitely capable. They're not the same side that they were back in, in that qualifying campaign. Um, Fidesz Al-Khatib was the the star of the show in in midfield as well. He was a fabulous player. Um, He's since retired. Um, They've got Hector Couper in charge now, who's I think previously in charge of definitely Uzbekistan. I think he was in charge of Egypt um, as well. So he's an experienced international manager. Um, they've They've got talent whether they can get to the levels that they got to four or five years ago. Um, again, this is probably a potential banana skin for Japan, probably not as much as the India game is for for Qatar as well. But Japan don't have the best record when they travel to the Middle East. Um, but this is a very different Japan side to, to what we've seen over you know, the last cycle or two. They look irrepressible at the moment under Moriyasu. It's hard to see anything other than a Japan win. Um, he said... He has experimented a lot over the last six to eight months, and he in the pre-match press conference, if I can get it out, um, basically said that yeah, that he's not going to be trying anything new in this game. Um, this is time for the the tried and tested players. He'll put his best squad out because he knows this is a danger game that they have to win, um, and I expect them to win if he's putting out his full strength squad. And China overcame their own potential banana skin game in uh, in that 2-1 win on, against Thailand uh, in their first match. But they play South Korea tonight in another huge clash. But this one will be uh, another, another well, a bigger challenge for them, won't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, all respect to, to Thailand, but this is a, a far bigger step up in, in quality compared to, uh, to Thailand. And in truth, they're probably a little bit lucky to get away from that game 
with with all three points. Um, I, I watched that game. Thailand had a lot of chances, particularly in the first half, and were a little bit wasteful um, and and probably should have had the lead going into halftime and, and then trying to defend that. Um, China got a little bit lucky with um, with their second goal as well. So it wasn't a vintage performance, but it was a big, important win for China to get their campaign off to the right start. But against Korea, it's the, it's a two or three step up from, from what they faced against Thailand. And what's exciting from a Korean point of view is they've now got a player that can ease the burden on Son Hook Min, and that's Lee Kang In. Um, he was absolutely superb against Singapore. He's now playing with PSG every week and, and taking his game to a level where I think a lot of us thought that he could get to. And with an attack that's got Son and Lee up there, you've got Kim Min Jae at the back as well. It's an altogether far more difficult task for China. Um, so I expect that they will uh, they'll probably struggle. But at home, anything is possible in front of a big crowd. Um, but I'd expect, yeah, Korea should should be too strong in that one. Uh, some of the other big games over the next 24 hours, Uzbekistan playing Iran in Tashkent. I know that you fancy uh, Uzbekistan mm. to qualify for the World Cup. Vietnam is playing Iraq in Group F, another two teams with, I guess, World Cup aspirations in the expanded tournament. And I wanted to ask you about Jordan against Saudi Arabia, which should be a cracker in Amman. Uh, and I note that Roberto Mancini, who of course, is, is the new coach of Saudi these days, is affecting it or trying to affect a little bit of a generational change in the Saudi squad. He is because they had Pakistan first up last week, which on, on paper should have been an, an easy victory. And it was for them 4-0. So he, he chose that moment to really experiment and, and bring through a, a new generation of, of Saudi talent. And when you looked at that starting lineup, it was a Saudi side that doesn't resemble anything that we've come to know from Saudi Arabia over the last couple of years. You've got players like Salam al-Dosru, who's out injured, Yasser al-Sharani as well, Salman al-Faraj is missing. Um, a lot of players that we've come to know, Mohamed Kano in midfield as well, weren't there. So uh, what was really fascinating, as you said, about that, that generational change, six of the starting 11 were under 25. Uh, six of those um, had five caps or fewer. Um, and three of which were making their international debut. So he really mixed it up and was bringing in, uh, as uh, as you said, a new generation of, of talent. And the one name that stood out in the squad didn't get on the pitch for his debut, but there's a 16-year-old that he's named in the squad, um, Talal Haji. He's on the books of Ali Tihad, um, the second youngest player ever to play in the, uh, the Saudi Pro League. Just missed getting the record by five days, believe it or not. Um, but he was uh, he was leading scorer, scoring the Arab Under-17s Cup, was a star for them at the uh, Asian Under-17 Cup last year, um, played against Australia as well. And when you consider that he's going to be only 27 by the time 2034 rolls around, it's hard not to think that perhaps they've just got one little tiny eye already looking ahead to that World Cup and building a squad that they think is going to be competitive in that tournament. Uh Want to keep an eye on the Saudis because if my maths is correct and Australia and Saudi Arabia win their groups at the Asian Cup, we will play the Green Falcons in the quarterfinal. I think my maths is mm. correct. <laughs> Broski, you get the final question. <laughs> All right. Just, uh, Paul, with our, with our group, uh, obviously we're taking on Palestine tonight. Bangladesh are hosting Lebanon. You saw, uh, I guess, our Socceroos uh, take on Bangladesh mm. and win comfortably. Lebanon drew with Palestine. How do you see that, uh, that other clash going in our group? Yeah, it's a really it's hard to predict because it's never I, I never know what to expect from from Lebanon. I think back to the the last World Cup qualifying phase as well, and they got through to the final round. Um, and I wasn't particularly impressed by by what I saw 
from them. Um, they just fired a, a manager recently as well. So they've got a new coach in charge. So probably need to see more of them throughout this qualifying to, to get a better understanding of where they're currently at. So Bangladesh at home in, in front of a, a, a full capacity stadium. Um, that's going to be potentially a tricky game for Lebanon. On paper, it looks like this should be an easy win for Lebanon. But as I said, I, I, they're another team I need to be convinced by. I need to see more of them under their new manager um, to be convinced that they're on the right track because they were really disappointing for me last time around. So I'll be fascinated to see how they get on in this game. It'll probably tell us a little bit about both teams because you can't really read too much into last week in terms of a Bangladesh point of view. This will be interesting to see at home against a, a lesser ranked side how they get on in, in trying to uh, in trying to play. Because I thought they did at least try to play last week, Bangladesh. Mm. They're clearly limited against the Socceroos, but they didn't you know throw 10 men behind the ball. There were at times where they, they tried to play out from the back, get some passing going. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they fare against a, a team like Lebanon. Brilliant stuff, Paolo. You've got a long night ahead. I reckon you've probably got about 15 TV screens in your house <laughs> trying to keep across it all. <laughs> uh, but we shall expect chapter and verse, same time, same place next week. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Look, look forward to it, guys. Cheers.